So do you know what I always get mixed up is the different classes of RVs. Like, you know, there's like class A and B and C. Where does it stop, actually? Is there a class N? I I don't know. I think it might go to U. U, Class U? (laughs) No, but really, it's always confusing to me because some of them just have slight differences. I don't know. Can we get that sorted out? Yeah, we could probably talk about it. You know what I'm always confused about is uh, the national park system is so big that they have different designations. And I get them confused, whether it's a national park or national historical site or uh, they have so many things. Heritage site. Uh, Yeah, there you go. Stuff like that. So um, maybe we can dig into it a little bit and figure out, you know, get an understanding of what those are. Well, I tell you what mixes me up. What's that? When someone says, oh, well, I want to boondock, I want to travel around the country, uh, how do I get Wi-Fi? Yeah. <sighs> what a question. And, and and there's such a general term to them now that they think you know exactly what they're talking about. Yes, I want to stay fully connected all the time, and I'm just never sure where to start on how to answer that question. Right, right. Well, I think we can uh, talk around it and maybe get some answers today. We're going to learn so much in this episode. Or we're going to find out how little we know. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah, <laughs> one or the one. other. All right. Stay tuned. This episode sponsor. Go Power. And if you really want to unplug and go off grid with your RV adventures, look into Go Power for all your solar and lithium ion needs. Go Power doesn't just make components. They also make complete systems that just work and you can do it. Whether you're a weekend warrior or a boondocking full-timer, Go Power solar kits, inverters, chargers, and batteries are the leading choice for dependable power. Their batteries even carry a 10-year warranty. Go Power even has learning resources and project planning information on their website. So check out Go Power on gpelectric.com. That's gpelectric.com for any part of your off-grid electrical needs. Go Power! We're your hosts from Princess Craft RV. I'm Clint. I'm PJ. And I'm Lindsay. And we really thank you for listening today. Don't forget to subscribe and share the RV Small Talk podcast with your friends. And please leave a review for the podcast in your favorite podcast player or app. It's time to start the music. It's time to light the lights. It's time to <laughs> shut them up the show, show tonight. <laughs> Also not ba, 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 ba. <laughs> I don't know the rest All of right, the let's see if we can talk about something RV related. Maybe? You better cut that. No. Nay. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. <laughs> so, Lindsay, you were asking about the different RV types. And yeah. I, I admit, you've been around the RV game much longer than I have. And I still don't know. Isn't that incredible? Well, um, I decided to <laughs> jump ahead of the class and Google it. Oh, but yeah. that's, a, that's a thing. I think uh-huh. I think I, as as you give me this uh, class as we go through this, I'm just gonna. I don't know. I'm gonna figure out a way to remember them, like some kind of like what do they call it when you use like a class A, and then I'll use the letter A to like remind me of what type of. Oh, uh, yeah, that's what oh, we're gonna do. So well, a class A, a is mnemonic device of some yes. sort. Yes. Uh-huh. Okay, so a class A is a biggest baddest thing. It is the original recreational vehicle because it's something with a motor in it. Uh, it's anything, a motorhome. Anything with a motor in it. Like well, a, see, yes, this is why it's, it's kind of like Kleenex. You know, Kleenex means any kind of tissue. Yeah. But a Class A is generally thought of as a motorhome. Okay. So something that you drive. I think of class A's yes. and, and I wish I wish class A were class B because I think of a class <laughs> A I do and here's why. Because to me, most of the class A's that come to mind are more bus like and a B bus. Yeah, and all see, that. this is why it doesn't make sense yeah. because the the ones with the that look like a van with the with the sleeping area over the the driving part, uh-huh. that's that's different. That's not a class A. Right, right. So uh-huh. it's not everything with a motor. Well, let's start with A. Okay. A, we're gonna start there. <laughs> Beginning of the alphabet. Flat front. Okay. Does okay. it have no, a flat not- front? A uh, 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 class A is built. I need on a pictures. Oh, what? Okay. Here you go. <laughs> What's going on here? here you go. Scroll right there. Ah, you go. Thank you. Yeah. Yes, yeah. kind of like a bus. The big, large bus type chassis mm-hmm. is a motorhome or a. a class A. A for the biggest, baddest. 
thing. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So what about this? What about this? I if I think of it more bus like and having an engine and all that, and I think okay maybe it's very close to a band's touring bus. Then it's Aerosmith's. <laughs> Tour oh, jeez. Okay. So that starts with an A. Uh, Class no. A's are motorhomes. Uh, a stands for ah. <laughs> like, ah, it's big. <laughs> and, and you know, I wonder... <laughs> the- <laughs> I wonder where this started. Because a Class A is like these big motorhomes, and then it goes to a Class B, which are these little tiny vans. Yeah, but, yeah, but Class A's are not like the first... RV invented, so why are they A? I like, don't know. They're not Good like question. The, okay, so we should have Googled this. Yeah, well, <laughs> well, we did, but but we didn't get we Use didn't that Google, Google what, the, what the convention was that actually classified them. Who, oh what, well, what's his comment name? Comment below. What's his name? Right. If you if you know, please tell us in the Facebook group how these conventions were actually developed because we're just talking about what the the categories are. Well, we could not Google, we but I mean, we already have this picture up, so right. Please don't get off the screen. There, there's a class A. For you. Okay. But then a B is a van and it's built on a van chassis and van chassis are truck chassis. Okay. So they look like a delivery van, like an Amazon delivery van. Okay. Well, but, but then no, that's no, a no, B plus. Sc- scroll back up. Okay. Don't you B plus. That's too okay. confusing. <laughs> look, flat front. Uh huh. Okay. Now scroll down. Slanted front. And it's significantly well, smaller. It's a van. It's, yeah, a, but it's it, the difference is it's the a, chassis. I mean, a motorhome's going to be on can be like on a Freightliner chassis. So you're looking at something here that's on a truck chassis. So it's a it's a van that they gutted and made an RV. That's right. Yeah. And the yeah. one above it is Class A is a. It's a motorhome on a like semi truck bigger than a chassis. Okay, so the size is what. Yes. Makes yes. these different. Yes. So a class uh, you B looks say yes, like a van. but Clint looks like his <laughs> face looks like a hard no. And then if you make a van with a tall top, uh-huh. that's a B plus. It's kind of like a, a a larger van. Okay, okay, okay. Take take this way back. The old old school Volkswagen buses were a yeah the one that I began camping. Uh huh. Is that a class B? Technically, it's a B. All right. Yeah. And if it had the the canopy top that raised up. Uh, is that a then B? it's a vanigan. Does <laughs> that make it a B plus? Well, okay, that was <laughs> B. That was, that was a canvas. <laughs> okay. uh, but it could be a B plus. B plus just means that it's it's larger than a standard fan Height-wise. size usually. Yes. Okay. And I and I think that there's I mean, you see the Mercedes vans, you see the Dodge vans and the Ford uh, the Sprinter Lines, vans, all those that all. you'll see out there. They're Bs. All right. And most of them are B pluses. Mm-hmm. If you if you get if you get down to that terminology, okay. I'm excited to see what class C is. Uh, Wait, B is for <laughs> bands. <laughs> bands travel in vans. <laughs> no, I thought A was about bands. Yeah, yeah. A, A, A is. We're having for, a music that's terminology. Like Aerosmith. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Now, what's a band that starts with B who doesn't have enough money for yeah, a class these are A? Just regional bands and has to travel in a class B. Like, okay, like, if you're listening, I just can't imagine why. Like Bush, right? <laughs> I mean, but the, B- Bush in the U.S. or Bush in Europe? <laughs> Bush now in 2020 has to travel in that can i just go get another maybe in the 90s they could have had a class a but now they're just okay okay (laughs) (laughs) okay see these are the ones i always get confused about class c so it's a van with a hat it's a box truck with it's a cap class c cap Classy. It has a cap. So, the, so, so you're thinking it was a ball cap, bill. like a physical hat. Yes, okay, like a ball cap. Yeah, mm-hmm. I just, I'm such wow. a genius. Good. Who would go there? Class. Look at it. Does that not look like a van with a hat on? Okay. Okay. So, <laughs> so it is. I mean, the front of it is totally just a van. That's a that's a Chevy. Yeah. A so it's like a U-Haul van. But but they've removed what uh, the box part of a box truck and put on something. You know the, you know. Well, some box trucks have space over the cab because it's yeah, more like, so it's more room for stuff. Mama's attic or grandma's attic, whatever they called it. Is I don't that, know what they call it. Well, they used to call. No yeah, mind. they do. Okay. It's called mom's attic. Yeah, yeah. She I don't know. know. Um, uh, you're right. So, do all class C's have 
a hat. Yes. Which is oftentimes the bunk space or the primary. Which is oftentimes space, right? not called a hat. No, no. <laughs> it, it, in fact, it probably is never times called a hat. <laughs> well. Okay, so you're so welcome, RV industry. I'll, I'll tell you this: this to me looks like your quintessential um, airport shuttle. Airport shuttle. That's a good one. Yeah. Or uh, or some daycares would have something lo- that looked like this. Yeah, I drove one for the, a while. Yeah. Um. Are all the, the RV amenities? Area? <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. That's what okay. Comes yeah. All right. Yeah. Got it. Okay. C is for cap. Okay, and <laughs> you know, in that vein, the A, Bs, and Cs are technically the recreational vehicles because they're vehicles that have motors that you drive. Yeah. Travel trailers aren't are technically RVs. RVs. Yeah. Although I mean, RV is what they call the whole thing. Yeah, it's right. become the, because, a Kleenex term. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So that so, term's a little... Travel trailers, pull behinds, bumper pulls. Goose neckies. No, no goose neckies are off wheels. No, just travel Tear trailers. Droppies. Stop. None. Poppy uppies. <laughs> Poppy uppies. <laughs> <laughs> Do we need another Muppet song? Uppy Pops. A <laughs> hey, framey foldy boy. I have a lot of Muppet songs if you need another one, by the way. Ooh, we're releasing a outtakes album. With oh, Muppet no. Songs oh, no. Oh, no. Yeah. There's so many I love outtakes. the Muppets. Okay. With what, with what we cut out of these, we could do a whole nother podcast. Nobody mm. wants to hear that podcast. Yeah, I can't imagine. Challenge, <laughs> challenge accepted. <laughs> no, Yikes. Just a mashup of us singing. Okay. Focus. So those aren't like a, cl- there's no class D? Like it just stops at C? Duh. No, I'm serious. That makes me, like, so travel trailers aren't called class Ds. They're yeah, just called. Because the motors fall out after class C. <laughs> uh, there's no more motors on the list. So it's a class nothing. It's, it's classless. classless. <laughs> Air high five. Nothing classy about a travel trailer. Down by the river. This <laughs> <laughs> is literally everyone's dream right now. <laughs> right, exactly. Precisely. Okay. So, but but the travel trailer is its own class with subcategories, like a bunch of them. Oh, really? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Wouldn't you Wouldn't you say most of the things? I mean, you have a travel trailer, it's a bumper bumper pull, and a fifth wheel. It's still a trailer. Wait, scroll down. It, it's a trailer, but it's. I wouldn't. I don't know. It's not a travel trailer. A fifth wheel is a different wheel. than a travel trailer. You don't call it th- that no. different because no. it's a subcategory? I don't. No. No. Okay. It's different. No. Okay, fine. No. I mean, I don't mind being wrong. It's kind of like a class C is the same as a class it. B. Oh, sorry. So it's a Jeez. It's a fifth wheel without the... So travel trailers bumper pull to you, but bigger than a teardrop or a pop-up. A That's- teardrop is a travel trailer. Yes. Okay. I'm a really teardrop glad is a travel you trailer. found a website that argues with me. Well, I can find other websites. <laughs> turns, out, turns out this is from the internet. I can find two. <laughs> Anything that's a trailer that you pull behind you where the, where it's bumper yes, connected it's not con- in the hitch. It's not connected in the bed a of your truck. It's a trailer. Even a pop-up is a right, trailer. Right, But look, look, they're all underneath travel including trailer. Including fifth wheel, including... Oh, no. Nah. No. See, nah. And, and, and this is a reliable source. Anyone would tell you it's Wikipedia. <laughs> oh, jeez. I can edit that right now. Like, there's the edit button. Edit it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so generally, travel trailer is What's a school bus? That's, that's, uh, it's you a, take bus. a school bus. And I didn't you know that. Yeah. You didn't know that. That's oh what RV goodness. Miles the podcast. That's what they've been doing until they they just bought a travel trailer, but they started out in a schoolie. So a schoolie is just a converted bus. Yeah. Does it have to be a school bus? Not necessarily, well, but it makes sense. There are people who are converting like old metro buses. There would be a medi. Ooh, <laughs> ooh. I'll bet there's a term for it too. And medi sounds about right. <laughs> what is a park model? Oh, okay. I don't think we're there yet. Oh, okay. Back up. Okay. Let's, let's go ahead and nail down the travel trailer before okay. we move on. PJ, enlighten me. Well, I, at some point, it's a matter of opinion. In my opinion, a travel trailer is anything that is hooked up to the bumper and towing behind you. So you're, so it has However, to be hooked up to the bumper. It can't be on a class three hitch underneath the bumper. 
Yeah, uh, yeah, yes. Oh my no. goodness! It shouldn't be no. hooked up to the bumper. You know, uh, uh, when you have a tow ball that is actually on the bumper, that's bad news, guys. Just don't do it. So the hitch underneath is how you do that. And, okay. Oh, why do, why do I? Yeah, the tow so ball is behind your tow vehicle. Go. Yes, <laughs> yes, and so to me. That includes a, a, a hybrid trailer. It includes uh, a teardrop trailer and a standard travel trailer. And to me, like a pop-up is also a travel trailer. It okay. is a kind of travel trailer. But a fifth wheel is different than a travel trailer. A fifth wheel connects differently. So it all comes down to the connection. Yeah. To well, you. to me, yeah, a fifth wheel and a gooseneck, uh, they refer to the actual hitch because a fifth wheel is a disc that mm-hmm. goes into a fifth wheel hitch that's mounted and it kind of slides in. Okay. And so they call it a fifth wheel because it's a wheel, basically, a circular disc on the hitch. Ah. Okay. Now, now, now here's, here's where they have devices now. They do, where you can, like attach another piece and then make it a gooseneck and a gooseneck is basically a the instead of having a ball on your in your truck hitch behind your trailer then you put it in the middle of your truck bed and you have a little tube that comes down from the i thought a fifth trailer that drops down on that ball a fifth wheel and a gooseneck refer to the type of hitch the the connection right but they're not the same thing they're not the same one goes on the gooseneck goes on a ball the fifth wheel goes on a big disc like a wheel okay now what i'm saying they make something now now they make a little trailer that you can hook your fifth wheel or gooseneck up and then you're towing your fifth wheel or gooseneck behind your tow vehicle. Well, that's just dumb. And so I'm that's not, just I, dumb. I'm not going to say safe or not either way. But does that then make a fifth wheel travel trailer because it's no longer no. connecting behind over the axle of your tow vehicle? It makes you doing something with an adapter okay. on your fifth wheel. Okay. And they do have others that will adapt your fifth wheel to a gooseneck mm-hmm. or whatever so that you can if you have and goosenecks are really popular for cattle trailers and things like that oh yeah yeah so and a fifth wheel is what you will see the semi trucks Mm -hmm. using Mm -hmm. so that's generally what's on rvs but there are some that people say well i haul my cattle trailers and then i want to haul my fifth wheel with the same hitch so there's adapters that they can Mm -hmm. connect on there to do that this brings up that old uh that old mechanism that the Volkswagen Beetles had for that specialized trailer. You've seen, oh, yeah. you've seen the video. Yeah, the video of it. And they yeah. attached the, the ball on top of the old Volkswagen and, Beetle. And it can just turn around underneath. Yeah, put that in the show notes in case mm-hmm. somebody hasn't seen it. It is hilarious. So <coughs> a fifth wheel in the RV industry is generally a box trailer that comes up and has the overhead portion like you'd have on a Class C, mm-hmm. only you just don't have the truck it changes the pivot point of your trailer behind yeah, you. Makes it easier to so back. <laughs> easier to back up and easier to tow because you've got a shorter wheel span. Mm-hmm. So uh, fifth wheels are popular because of that. When you, it's difficult to pull a thirty-five foot trailer, but if you make the top of it a gooseneck or a fifth wheel, it's easy, much easier to tow. Okay, okay, PJ, you. I think you've enlightened us. You actually like talking about fifth wheels and and goosenecks and stuff like that. Weird. No, I just talk a lot. Oh, well. <laughs> I just talk a lot. I was picking lot. up that you enjoyed that part of the conversation. Okay, so so we have travel trailers and we're going to they're going to we're going to largely say they are pull behind trailers. Yes. And a gooseneck or fifth wheel is going to be something with a specific attachment point method that goes kind of attaches above the axle of the to- the rear axle of the tow vehicle. Yeah, right in the middle of the bed of uh-huh. the truck. Sure. So that's how we'll delineate them. And then. So what's a park model? uh Aha. They. They're. It is exactly like it sounds. A model. It's one that you park. And it stays a while. A mobile home. It it can be kind of like a mobile home. Only it has an axle. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So a mobile home that you see in mobile home communities, oftentimes they, they arrive kind of on a flatbed situation, but when they get there, they pretty much take the wheel assembly out, stabilize them, level them, stabilize them, and it's, and it's meant to stay. 
Yeah, and a, a lot of times they come in two halves and they uh-huh. put them together. There's lots of yeah. ways to do that. Um, and, you know, I'm sure there are other differences, but park models are the same idea. Uh-huh. They're meant to be permanently sitting somewhere so while it does have attachments there Mm -hmm. it's made to take that axle off Uh and set it there but you can always reattach the axle and take it somewhere else okay so it's a house with an axle correct so i'm wondering i'm wondering mobile home with an axle yeah so so i'm wondering if if the real meat of the difference between a mobile home or a park model is more in the definitions of building um codes yeah maybe what it's what it's made because they're so similar it sounds like well you know we're certainly out of my expertise here because uh-huh. yeah we I do small we're just trailers. talking about <laughs> yeah, this yeah, yeah we saw small so trailers. i would think okay. so i i would think that yeah there is probably a difference in taxing a difference in mm-hmm. where they can go but the general idea is that park models right. are are like mobile homes and they're meant to be kind of put somewhere and used as a, a cottage or a vacation home, but you could move it if you ever wanted to. Okay. Okay. And and it's more likely you can move that yourself. Whereas a mobile home, usually you have to hire a service. Right, 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 right. Then they have to kind of jack it up, put it up under something. Yeah. And yeah. So this one is, is more easily transportable. Okay. I think that most people get the concept of a teardrop being just a really small space that has that very iconic shape. Is there anything else to the teardrop category? Not that I know of. I think it's the other end of the spectrum from the park model. It's yeah. the tiniest thing. And highly mobile. That can fit a body in there. Yeah. Hopefully a live one. Ooh. <laughs> that took a dark turn. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> it just sounded weird to okay. say fit a body no no pop-up you trailer. can say person fit a person in there thank you <laughs> instead of a body i know it sounded so yeah i i appreciate dark humor you're good <laughs> but we do have customers walk through that say oh my gosh that looks like a coffin that's right and i'm like well yeah have you seen the mypod <laughs> <laughs> it, yeah yeah which is a great trailer it's just small teardroppy and kind of dark because it's so streamlined the windows right. are pretty small but yeah. that's a really cool trailer really um yeah. and it's meant to just crawl in and have a place to lay down that's not on the ground it's a baby spaceship i like there that. you go yeah looks the part yep um so a traditional pop-up camper is the canvas side thing with the beds that you pull out and they're just kind of accordion style everyone knows it mm-hmm. would you put I don't, but would you put a folding A-frame, like an A-liner or a chalet or something like that, in a pop-up category? No, oh, I don't know. I think a, I, I think of a pop-up. Traditionally, they have canvas. Canvas, yeah. yeah. But if you're doing an A-liner, I mean, isn't a pop-up just something that Pops folds up. down and then yeah, see, see, gets bigger? Yeah, huh? this is isn't that this is kind where of? it gets confusing to me. But I always when I when I'm saying something that's a hard side folding, I say folding trailer, a frame folding trailer. Well, if you think about it that way, I mean, pop up trailers and folding trailers mean the same thing in the industry. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but a liners go in the a frame trailer, which is a different category than the pop up trailer. Well, no wonder we all get confused. I was gonna say, Lindsay, you you put. A-liners into our system all the time, so you have to deal with as the way they're designated. As a folding trailer. As a folding yeah. trailer. Designated and as an FT. Uh, uh, ooh. <laughs> ooh. <laughs> FT. Ooh. Ooh, you could call someone an FT? A fitness trainer, sure. Yeah. Fitness or a folding like trailer. That. Father. <laughs> t- yeah, oh, sure. I, I don't know. I, I, okay. <laughs> so I don't know. I mean, I think they could be a folding trailer. It could be a pop up. Yeah. Either one. One's hard sided. One's canvas. Yeah. Traditionally, we all think of canvas, but then wouldn't a hybrid be a folding trailer? Okay. Yeah. So a, a hybrid. You could have a f- almost almost like a ninety five percent hard wall hard, hard ceiling trailer with a little canvas sided tip out. That's not a folding trailer. Okay, but it's a hybrid. Yes, it's well, a hybrid. Well, it is folding. It has folding pieces. No, it's a hybrid because it's a trailer with a pop out. Tip oh. out. Because but you can use the trailer without popping it out. Yeah. Yeah, you can't so, use a pop-up trailer without popping it 
<laughs> so a hybrid is where you can actually the the true definition is you can actually walk in it, stand up in it, mm-hmm. um, but pieces of it fold out. Yeah, to make it bigger. Okay, yeah. so I don't know. So that's a hybrid. I would uh, I would submit that that uh, that kind of blow up inflatable Opus trailer, another really neat thing that's out mm-hmm. there. That would be a canvas sided pop up in my book. Uh, yeah. Or would it be considered an adventure trailer? Because they're trying to set, set themselves apart, too. Yeah, I don't even know what an adventure trailer is. That's just made-up marketing. Okay. In my head, okay. don't you? I mean, it to me... I mean, all right, this is yeah. kind of like, I want an off-road of trailer. Up. Yeah, okay. I, what, what does that mean? Which? It, does, it, does, it has big tires? Okay, so, yeah, that's, that's a good point, too. What, what does it mean? It's kind of like in the car industry. Oh, my God, we're going to be here forever. Yeah, <laughs> having a good time here off, forever. The off-road okay. discussion. So you can get the you get this thing that looks like a, a a sports car. It has the body of a sports car, the emblems and the badge. So a must six-cylinder Mustang or six-cylinder what Camaro? Yeah, they make them right. And you're like, is this really a sports car? It looks like one. Or you can get. Are the you GT. laughing at my Miata again? No, I love your Miata. I just don't fit in it. It's like a. <laughs> it's just. Oh I can get one shoe. In but it. is it a sports car? It is mm, one of. It is yeah. always ranked as one of the most enjoyable cars to drive, and that's what a Miata is. Well, I don't know. <laughs> are you not having fun <laughs> I, I, I love it too but but yeah that's always the thing and so that's what adventure trailers are it's yeah. like a, is it a sports car is it an adventure trailer Does is it, it an yeah. off-road trailer is it in looks or is it in functionality i think a real adventure trailer should be in functionality but you can make a lot of trailers out yeah, there but that you know look what? the part but aren't really then we would have an adventure office because you know you walk in this room, it looks like an adventure. Yeah. So come on. But it is an adventure in yeah, so it's an adventure in looks, not isn't, necessarily. Isn't every trailer supposed to give you an adventure? You, you know I love that word. D- define you do. Yeah, you, I do you get love to that. Define word. your own adventure. So so it's yeah. it's it's your it's your truth, PJ. It's your truth. It doesn't well, have to be someone else's truth. I think we have covered <laughs> the official names of trailers. No, no. And we probably oh, did we miss what one? about schoolies? Because because we we talked about schoolies. There's yeah. nothing else to say. There's nothing else to say. Wouldn't you want one though? Mm, would you, no, it, no, if, no, 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 no. I, I'll tell you, I am. I wouldn't want one. Not because it wouldn't be fun occasionally. Okay. But because I don't want anything that I have to fix. And if it's a schoolie, it is a homemade, modified something that probably had a good life before it turned into oh, yeah, a schoolie. Yeah, a, a complete life. And as a so bus. then it's, and whenever you do something like that, you are always fixing it. Uh-huh. And no piece of me wants a schoolie. My best friend had a schoolie. Uh-huh. Yeah. She painted it blue. We put like hardwood floors in it and Sweet. a kitchen. Oh. I wouldn't mind helping somebody work on yeah, one. Yeah, it was really fun to work on I it. just don't want to go camping um, in it. But yeah. you don't own it. You, I don't want to own it. You probably wouldn't mind. not want to own it. Like uh, going to a place where you could rent some time. And, and if it was already parked there and I just had to show up yeah. and hang out in it, that's not the part I don't want. Yeah. Well, then how Would is you it want different? a schoolie? But then how is I it mean, different than a travel trailer? If it's already like parked and like just sitting there and you just, like how is it how any is it different? different than a park trailer? Well, yeah. because <laughs> it's different if you actually try to turn something into something it's not. And you have to be really good at it. And I'm not good at it. My husband, I love him to death. Love you, Richard. You're not good at it. Uh-uh. And... So then do I pay it five times more than it's worth to have someone else do it so that it's done well so it doesn't break? Yeah. So that's why I just, I, I, it doesn't fit in my world. Okay. Yeah. My hat's off to those people, but it doesn't fit in my right. world. Right. It makes sense to people who it makes sense to. Yeah. yeah fine. Absolutely. And there's people who just love creating things like that. Mm-hmm. And I think that's so cool. I would love to visit them. I would love to see it. Okay. But I, I could never manage that. I mean, okay. She couldn't. Okay. Stop. Well, Lindsay? you told me to give you a sign next time, so I'm trying to, but you keep facing that way. Lindsay. Yes. How did you classify when you're putting them into the inventory, the Sylvan Sport goes? Because that's that, that falls in an odd ball. I mean, it's so small. That was a, f- well, our system is a folding trailer? trailer is a folding trailer, but it would have been a pop-up if that was a choice in our system, but it's not. It's either a travel trailer, a toy hauler, a folding trailer, or a truck camper. Those okay. are the only options we have. Okay. 
but it's a pop up. It's a pop up. <laughs> okay. All right. And I'm, I won't argue that. No, yeah. you won't. Cause I'm right. It's a pop up. I will argue that your methodology in this. Okay. <laughs> pop quiz. What's a class B? Oh, it, it's the one with the, uh, with, it, it looks like a standard transit van. It's just outfitted for camping and travel. Okay. What's a class A PJ? A really big one. No, no. Ask me what a class C is. Ooh, Lindsay? Yeah. I don't think you're going to get this right. Lindsay, what is a class C? It's a trailer with a hat. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, we all learned something today. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So next is what about all the designations the national park system has for different places? Obviously, there's the national parks, but there's so many other things. Really? I never knew there was anything else. No. No. <laughs> okay. We all learned you. something. Well, I knew there was like national monuments. Yeah. Oh my gosh, that's but, how many there are. Oh. Okay. So Okay, so I looked this, this is up. Terrifying. This is from the National Park Service website, mps.gov. If you want to get lost on really cool information, this is one of those websites. It's a very you thing to do. Yes. Can um, you say them all fast? No, but okay. check this out. Here's a quick rundown of the different types of designations they have. I can't do this in one breath. There yeah. you go. National battlefields, national battlefield parks, national battlefield sites, national military parks, national historical parks, national historical sites, international historical sites, national lakeshores, national memorials, national monuments, national parks, national park ways, national preserves, national reserves, national recreation areas, National Rivers, National Wild and Scenic Rivers and Riverways, National Scenic Trails, National Seashores, other designations. There are 11 of those, by okay, the way. Okay, that is, that is just There are only crazy. three National Scenic Trails in the entire United States? Well, I think those are the massive ones that you can basically walk from the okay. top of contiguous 48 down to the bottom on the Smoky Mountains. Are, can you open that up? What, are they sure, ones sure. we've heard of? What are the three National Scenic Trails? The Appalachian well, National Scenic Trail. I've heard of that, of course. Natchez Trace National Scenic Trail mm -hmm. and Potomac Heritage National Scenic Trail. Never heard of that. Potomac Heritage National uh -huh. well, Scenic it's Trail. It's D.C. to Pennsylvania and Virginia. That'd be too scary to go down. I mean, do you hear National the banjos? Heritage. Oh, hush. Oh, hush. Okay, so what's the difference between a national preserve and a national reserve? Ooh. One ooh. has jelly. One has jelly. <laughs> okay, I'm going to switch to my next tab, and hopefully it has that answer. Okay. So, oh, man. So it was national preserve and what? And a national reserve. Preserve. And a preserve and a reserve. reserve. So a preserve is your Preserving, preserving something and uh -huh. a reserve is you're reserving it <laughs> no <laughs> okay Lindsay, thank you <laughs> okay so i i'm afraid this next tab from the nps.gov is not going to directly hit at the heart of that but i do have on this bullet um that a national let's see a national preserve is a category established primarily for the protection of certain resources Activities like hunting and fishing or the extraction of minerals and fuels may be permitted if they do not jeopardize the natural values. National, 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 national reserves are similar to the preserves. Management may be transformed, uh, transformed, I need to read today. Management may be transferred to local or state authorities. The first reserve, City of Rocks, was established in 1988. Oh, so a reserve is the same thing as a preserve. It's just managed by someone other than the yeah. national parks? It's the redheaded stepchild of, no, it's the step-sibling of preserves. Well, why why name it something different? Well, why can't it just be a privately wait, managed if preserve? If you go back to the other screen though, there's like 18 preserves and only two reserves. Okay. Okay. Well, that's because all of a sudden they decided they would do the same thing only let somebody else manage it. Yeah. And so they had to call it something different because that is the that's government the, yeah. way. It needs another word. It needs another designation. So that's probably the case with a lot of these. I think so. Yeah. Um, I mean, look at this. You have nat 11 national battlefields 
and four national battlefield parks. Is that where and you get to like play on the battlefield? Does that mean they have a playground? I mean, <laughs> what? I mean really? I guess. Wow. National one national battlefield site and nine national military parks. I mean, seems like. Why is a military park different than a battlefield park? Well, because it can be a military park without being a battlefield. Yeah, but why wouldn't they don't fight everywhere? Just on certain fields. Yeah. In the certain park, parks. You get to play battle on one <laughs> and the military gets to play battle on the other. Oh, I don't know. It just wow. I'm sure what are there's the reasons. Three national lakeshores. Okay, sure. I'll expand that. Apostle Islands National Lakeshore in Wisconsin. Pictured Rocks National Lakeshore in Michigan and Sleeping Bear Dunes <gasps> National Lakeshore oh, in Michigan. Sleeping Bear Dunes. Suddenly you want to go, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. I've always wanted to be a bear and just well, sleep. Yeah. Sorry. Go well, ahead. they're all in the same area. So did they just end up with a national park that has next to a lake? So they had to make national lakeshores? I mean... There's no national lakeshores anywhere else. Right, I'm going to go to the other tab and just <laughs> to see if there's something about national lakeshores. I don't think so. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Preserving shoreline areas and offshore islands, the national lakeshores and national seashores focus oh. on the preservation of natural values while at the same time providing water-oriented recreation. So do we have to call them national lakeshores and national seashores because... One's a seashore and one's a lakeshore. Well, obviously, so you this couldn't designate them the same as... Sally doesn't sell her sh- seashells at the lakeshores. <laughs> it's true. So and you, they're two it, different bodies of water. Like, oh. I'm okay with that. I am not. But <laughs> I am just... Yeah, because... I, so I it's don't know. just like a normal lakeshore except for they're saving things. Okay, I, are there people in departments that are in charge of all of these designations? We should get Naming them on things? this podcast. Yeah. You know Naming what? things? Yeah. Invite I mean, them here. Well, and I think that I think <laughs> that this will also account for the, the minor tweaks in names and designations probably means different funding values. Whoa. Like between a preserve and a reserve, don't you think? Because they're passing the management over to a state oh, management system. Oh, so the... the the director of that department is different because the money comes from a different place. Or, or so it's you got to call it something amount. else. Yeah. Or we'll only give you a third of the money. We'll give you two thirds of the money because you have a different name. Yeah. Now this is all guesting, is- guesting, guesstimating, guess. Yeah. All right. Ooh, Englishing. Yeah. You're having You're, trouble with yeah. that today. Yeah. It's pretty <laughs> entertaining. It's a podcast that uh, Clint couldn't talk in. <laughs> Well, I don't know. I I get that's probably part of it, but it just seems crazy to have. No wonder you get mixed up on what's what, what you right. call it. Right. And if you Google national parks, you will not get national preserves. There you are will only 60 get national parks. Two national parks? Uh, yeah, yeah. That's and, it? But there's 83 national monuments. But like national parks. Well, so what's it? But is there a difference between memorials and monuments? One I, obviously there is. One is somebody I, yeah. who died, and one is somebody who's not dead. Well, I think monument. <laughs> is, no, I'm serious. Isn't a that monument the could be an event? Well, well right, but I, it's like one is in the past, and one is <gasps> ooh, 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 celebrating really? something. Okay, so is there national monuments that are on national battlefields or in national parks? Is there a oh. monument all together of a battlefield? It's like Inception now. A monument <laughs> national of a battlefield in a park. Okay, let Clint read. Okay, so a national monument is intended to preserve at least one nationally significant resource. Oh, gosh. I was wrong. It is usually smaller than a national park and lacks its diversity of attractions. It's the first time for everything. Whereas a memorial, I think, uh, does just that. It, it might memorialize. Here's a national memorial. The title national memorial is most often used for areas that are primarily commemorative. Like they, nothing happened there? They just want to commemorate it? Well, they need to not be sites or structures historically associated with their subjects. For example, <laughs> the home of Abraham Lincoln <laughs> in Springfield, Illinois, is a national historic site. But the Lincoln Memorial in the District of Columbia is a national memorial. What? So Lincoln. Uh, so if none of their stuff is there, <laughs> it's, it's a, memorial. a memorial. Yeah. If their stuff is there, it's, it's a, a historical site. Yeah. Like so. So the the cabin he was born in, site, the statue of him, 
with lots of columns around it's it memorial. and and really great lighting. Well, we is can memorial. Yeah, well, that makes perfect we sense. We can still memorialize him <laughs> in a different place than where his stuff is. It's just it just seems like there is so many. Okay. So okay, so I I I get all this. Yeah, all I right? don't think I don't think we're actually going to clear this up and make uh, sense. There is no clearing this I, up. This it, is government designation. But it has been interesting, right? It has been. And so if I been? wanted to see all of these mm-hmm. in one place, uh-huh. I mean, because we are a googling society, we're what a googling do I podcast? I know what. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so what would I Google to see all of the reserves, preserves, seashores, uh-huh. uh, memorials, historical sites, like? Is there a place to see all of these on a map? So if Ooh, I happen to be in, let's say I am in. You got real excited about a map. I, I don't know. <laughs> Charlottesville, Ooh, North Carolina. And I wanted to see all of these national places that are nearby. How do I find those? Is there a way to do that? Oh, my God. Hurry. That's, that's a really big question. Tell you what. Let me give them the, the list, which has links to everything. Like every single designation and everything that is designated as such. Well, I'm sorry. That's not how people travel. Yes, but I haven't found what you're looking for yet. I have this. Okay. (laughs) All right. Check the notes because there's a National Park Service. The park system. Is is there a place to find it? This is their website. Okay. NPS.gov. Okay. There's a page on their website. Um, Well, I hope there's a place where you can say national places to see in north carolina or something yeah and i'm i'll bet that's there i just haven't i'm not on that page okay i haven't done that search yet. probably go to north carolina's website and they will tell you them all <coughs> yes okay yeah well it just seems natural to me of course lots of things do <laughs> okay all right so moving we, on we totally didn't answer my question but go for it yeah, what's yours <laughs> you i you, you know what my question is because uh I'm the one who doesn't know what to say when a customer says, I love this trailer. All right. Yeah. How am I going to get Wi-Fi? Okay. So here's here's what I here's what I hear when I hear that question. I want my smartphone my and my tablet, maybe my laptop, but usually my smartphone and tablet to work exactly the same where I'm camping as I do at home or in the city. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, the convenience of it. Right. Just like being and ready. Most of the people asking that will say Wi-Fi, just meaning they want the internets on their device. Right. They don't right. necessarily know the de- the difference between cellular data, Wi-Fi, and GPS internet. Well, well I'm not sure I do either. sometimes. Yeah. I just know we are all uh, attuned to making things work. So uh-huh. if I get out there and my cell phone won't work uh-huh. and... My computer won't work. Uh Um, You know, sometimes it's I need to do work. uh But sometimes I know people are asking that just because they live on Facebook. Right. And they want to be able to post everything and see everybody and do everything. And they, for some reason, don't have a lot of data Mm -hmm. on their phone. So they want to run Wi-Fi. Okay. So they can do everything. Um, Whether it's working or you know, just the yeah. fact that we're emotionally connected to seeing right, what the world right. is doing. Um, I, I I don't know what to tell people. Okay. Okay. So I don't know that I'm going to help with an explanation that's an easy answer. So for we're not everybody. answering any questions. No, we're we're just try. asking them. We're totally Whatever. Try. <laughs> I know what a class A, B, and C is now. So right. I guess I win. Okay. Right. You win. All right. So I looked up a few things online and. And when people say Wi-Fi, they just want data to work. But the, here's here's the, what Wi-Fi is. There is standard internet going through a cable to a modem and then a Wi-Fi router that provides that. So when you go into a McDonald's, there is standard internet coming into the wall and a Wi-Fi router that you can connect to as a customer, as a guest. So it's wired to the wall, and then mm-hmm. the Wi-Fi puts it in the air. Right. Okay. So so you're going to need to be close enough to that Wi-Fi transmitter. Okay? So if you have live in an urban area that has some form of city-provided Wi-Fi, and there aren't all that many, but they're popping up here and there, mm-hmm. you are still need to be close to that source. Okay. Okay, so Wi-Fi is not a nationwide coverage thing. It's wherever there's a transmitter and however that far that transmitter can reach. So if you're in a park, uh, a national park, 
it's not likely you're going to have Wi-Fi, technically the definition of Wi-Fi, mm -hmm. out there, unless you're close to a ranger station, maybe, mm -hmm. or a convenience outpost or something. So is there a way to have uh, a router in my trailer mm -hmm. and have yeah, what that? What about the ones that say they have Wi-Fi in them? Ah, see. So yeah. what that has a that has the same sort of system as a Wi-Fi transmitter that you have in your house, but it's getting its actual data from a cellular data provider like AT&T, okay. T-Mobile, Just like your Verizon. phone. Right. So what you're actually asking for, if, it, if your trailer has Wi-Fi built in, Mm-hmm you still have to buy a cellular data package for you to get the ones and zeros to your phone. Okay. So uh, when we did our podcast on the Togo system. Yes. So, which looks like to go, uh -huh, but right. it's actually Togo. Mm -hmm. Then that is the Wi-Fi system that is going to pull it off a cellular signal. Right. You still had to purchase at the time that we did that podcast. I think it was an AT&T AT plan. It may still be. Mm -hmm. Um, but you still had to pay for a separate cellular data plan to make it work. Okay. So when you have vehicles that say they have Wi-Fi built you in, you still have to buy another you plan. You still buy a data plan. So it's just like having a data plan on your phone. So if your phone doesn't have access to data from towers because they aren't close enough, then that data plan is going to be exactly the same. And, and you just got a watch that is data capable. Right. Right. And it's capable to the point that you don't have to be near your phone to actually answer phone calls and all that. It's separate. You had to add a little bit more, a, a separate data plan for that to okay. make that work. Okay. So, what would be the difference in having, say, a Togo on my trailer uh -huh. and paying for a plan with that or having my phone be a hotspot? Um, for a casual user, it might not be even discernible, except for you're going to burn through your battery, or if you have a, a limited plan for your phone, you might burn through that really fast. And sometimes a RV size system with its own data plan, they'll have different data plan options. And it, it might be stronger? It, it might have a booster built in. How's that? Okay. It, it might have a Wi-Fi booster built in. Which so it is, could get a little further from the tower. Right. Now, what that doesn't do is it doesn't improve the quality of the data that it can pick up. It just means you might be able to walk a little bit further away from your trailer. Okay. Then, then you would be able to walk away from your phone in hotspot mode. Okay. All right. So, um, it sounds like I need. we need to learn a few options of what's out there right now and uh -huh. say we could add this this or this to your trailer uh -huh. and you could purchase a data plan if you wanted wi-fi on your trailer right right and and people who are listening or, or whatever when they come in they ask for wi-fi again if you can just hear that hear what they want to accomplish mm -hmm. instead of actual wi-fi because they may not understand that they're using wi-fi as a blanket term that isn't actually a targeted uh, term kind of like rv RV, yeah, or or, <laughs> or Kleenex or uh -huh. something like that. Yeah, you know. Uh, okay. So there's that. Now there is another option out there. Okay. It is a super expensive um, option. It's satellite. Oh yeah, like satellite TV. Right. So it is more expensive. It mm -hmm. is more equipment dependent, specialized equipment dependent. It can work. Like this is what ships and, and people who are out on boats use. Sure, you sure. Can use okay. It. If you have access to a clear view of the southern sky here in the northern hemisphere, you can, but you have to be very dedicated to your equipment. Okay. It can take a while to set up whenever you've okay. arrived at a new new location. So is that what airplanes use when you get Wi Fi on airplanes? You know what? I bet it is. I don't know, but I I would bet it's something along those lines. Huh. Okay. So they're not they're not paying AT and T for their uh, cellular plan, are they? I bet. I'll bet they aren't. <laughs> no, <laughs> no. Well, I tell you, what, I bet there is people out there that are a whole lot more versed in this. Could we find them and do a podcast just uh, yeah. on connecting internet? Because I, I think this is a much bigger subject that we could talk about. I've got a little more gist, uh -huh. and I'll I'll try to tune in here a little better, but. I get that question all the time and I'm never sure how to answer. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I don't know. For the, for the most part, people are going to need to be where they can access cellular data if they want their onboard system to work. Cool. Cool. All right. Well, 
then I can explain this better now. I learned something. Cool. Um, and I'm definitely going to try and find someone to talk to who really, really has studied up on this instead of, uh, you know, the cursory reading I've done. Instead of you and me <laughs> sorting it out. Right. All right, guys. If you know somebody, please leave us a comment so that we can maybe talk to a few people who are super knowledgeable and maybe our viewers to see what their experience is on the road because that's what we'd love to hear. Yeah. And if you have more questions that we could banter about, we'd love to hear about those questions. Share them with us on our Facebook um, group. It is RV Small Talk Community on Facebook. Uh, drop us a line at rvsmalltalk at gmail.com. We would love to banter about whatever you're asking. You have questions on. We may not know the answer, but we'll totally talk about it. Oh, that's true. We don't have to solve the problem, <laughs> right? <laughs> no. <Nah. laughs> Probably better if we don't. <laughs> Leave that to the experts. <laughs> All right. That's right. Uh, we are strictly entertainment value, right? I don't know. Yeah. I learned something. This episode, yes. Okay. <laughs> okay. Other episodes <laughs> might be informative. Okay. Well, uh, before we get out of this, it has been fun for me. I, I thought it was tons of fun. Um, and we'd like to once again thank Go Power for sponsoring this episode. Yeah. Um, if you have a Wi-Fi system in your trailer or your RV, Go Power can help you power that system. Oh, look at you. <laughs> look at you. With their solar, lithium, and inverter options, they have single parts, but they also have complete systems. And I got to I gotta plug that because if you go into a full Go Power design system, it's just going to work. Yeah. And from what I understand, it's kind of plug and place, which right. is really nice. Mount Great this, warranties. mount that, connect it all together. Mm -hmm. It just works. Another group of people I'm going to reach out to and see if I can get someone really intelligent to to uh, interview on this. Ooh, I love it. So we'll see what I can pull off. Anyways, thanks, Go Power. We appreciate your support. And that does it for me. Y'all want to talk about anything else? I think we're done here. Okay. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Lindsay's toast, I think. Okay. She's until, worn out. Yeah. Who, who knew Class C's wore a cap? <laughs> I didn't know. Nice, nice. Everybody, thanks so much. You, I know. You, you got did. coffee to bribe us to record? No, I got coffee because I wanted, I wanted something.